Senoras y senores, what is going on? And welcome, everybody, to the almighty preview that is the MLS Cup final preview. Philadelphia Union will be playing off against LAFC for the right to hoist MLS Cup, the champion of the MLS. And this is the matchup that we have all been waiting for. Number one seed in the East, Philadelphia Union versus the number one seed in the West, LAFC. Both of these clubs have been on a crash course to meet up against one another in the MLS Cup. We saw the Supporter Shield race that came down between Philly and LAFC, and that was freaking wild. And damn it, Charlotte, and damn it, Portland, both of you. But listen, we have an opportunity here on Sunday. We have worked our asses off to get to this spot. We were an absolute joke, and we have slowly risen the totem pole of MLS supremacy. And here on Sun or Saturday, I should say, we'll get to that in a little bit. The union can make a true statement. You don't need to spend big dough, but you need to have a certain system and a philosophy and belief. And that is why they are here. And that is why they have a potential of winning the damn cup. Right out of Philadelphia. I never once pissed off about the Phillies. I never want to up in airs. They don't know what to believe with the Philadelphia Phillies. But one thing is for sure. Your Philadelphia have a clear shot of bringing home a chip, an actual chip here in Philadelphia. So I want to warmly welcome everybody here to today's Union Match Preview, the MLS Cup Final Edition. Gives me the goosebumps saying that. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> but I want to formally welcome everybody. We have right now, we got Facebook, we got YouTube, we got Twitter, we got DSM Media in the building. So what is going on, everybody? Appreciate everyone tuning on in. Ladies and gentlemen, a reminder that right now in the comments section, we have the comments open if, right here on YouTube. Drop, Please drop your comments, questions, or concerns about Saturday's match. Whatever you guys want to talk about, drop it in the comments section. We will be answering those as this live preview goes on. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will the link in the comment section for you guys to come on in. We got a lot going on here. I'm a, I'm a producer. I'm a host. I'm a statistician. Not really a statistician. I'm not going to fuck with y'all. I'm definitely not a statistician. Uh, but I'm dropping the link here in the comment section if you guys want to come on in. We're talking MLS Cup Final. We're talking Union. We're talking Los Angeles Football Club. So definitely, guys, come on in and let's hear your thoughts about Saturday night's big showdown down in the bank. The Bank of California Stadium. All right, guys, a quick reminder that today's Union Match Preview is sponsored by La Terrain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out La Terrain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, when you use my promo code at the checkout page, Barcelo Philly, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. So, ladies and gentlemen, what are you waiting for? Head on over to La Terrain and make sure you guys use the promo code at the checkout page. Barcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a lots of rain watch. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right, so we do have to start off this episode of Unimatch Preview with the breaking, breaking of all news. We got the ba -ba -ba boom, the Tommy Bogues, the Bogue Bombs. We get the stash with the alert here today, the notification. And today, Tommy Bogues is telling us breaking news, Antrang Frankfurt. And the Philadelphia Union have an agreement in place for transfer of U.S. Wonder Kid Paxton Aronson, per sources. 
deal around four million plus add-ons plus sell-on fee. Let's go. Just like his stinking brother. Now his brother got sold for two mil. I think it was a mil more or two mil more. But still, you all know you all saw what happened last time with Brendan. You sell him for five mil, you get an extra five mil when he gets sold off to leads. And listen, Paxton. Still, listen, he's still got a lot of developing to do. He's got more creativity than Brennan in this this point of his career than what Brennan was at that at the point that Paxton's at right now. And if I, you guys know me personally, I love the Bundesliga, especially for our kids, especially for our young American kids. I think the Bundesliga is perfect for development. And especially when you consider where Paxton's coming from here in Philadelphia, where there are, you know, principles and beliefs that come from Germany. Obviously, Ernst Tanner and his roots over there. And I, when I look at Eintracht Frankfurt, like I haven't watched Bundesliga diligently like I had maybe like even in 2020. Um, but Eintracht Frankfurt is a perfect club for him. They're very flexible. It's not a, like a typical German side. Like they will press. They, they also do know how to play with, with the heavy possession as well. So I do think that they can use his skill set and his creativity. From my understanding, Frankfurt do, 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 does need um, a creative midfielder. You know, it's been years since they had Marco Fabian. <laughs> and who remembers that line they had during their their their, uh, their Europa League run? Was it jo Jovic, um, Euler, and who's the other one? Um, it's gonna it's gonna bother me, man. Now I gotta look it up. That was a filthy front line that they had, but I do like that move for 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 uh, Paxson Aronson. Great 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 spot in Frankfurt. Great developing. Um, a lot of American kids over in Germany right now. So I think that that will be realistic. And honestly, it is a little bit surprising because if this goes through, which, listen, if Tommy Bogues is reporting this, it's for real, guys. It is definitely for real. Now, if this is for real, it is surprising because I would have thought that Jack McGlynn would have been the first one to go. Now, like you guys see here in the reporting by Tommy Bogues, you know, Aronson in his performance in the under 20 World Cup, or yeah, no. The Concacaf Championship under twenties last last year, he was very very impressive. He won the Golden Boot, um, and of course he he's just that lethal. Now obviously it's tough here in Philadelphia for him to get a lot of minutes because of Daniel Gazek's on MVP pace. And when you know besides what you hear from these weirdos on U USMNT Twitter who are pleading for the Union to play Paxton Aronson more often, you're not going to bench the MVP a potential MVP for Paxton Aronson. I am sorry. But that's not happening. So I think that this works best. And it does raise the question here. So does this mean that Daniel Gazak is locked up for the next couple of years? Um, and what do you do with that money? That's always the question. Like, are you going to keep investing back into the into the youth academy? Are you going to keep building up the first team? You know, these are all questions that you have that you have to think about. Um, I, I I would expect that another sale to happen, especially if you do happen to win tomorrow uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, but this is a piece that could potentially be leaving. So we'll keep an eye on it. Of course, I'll keep you guys posted, but you know, definitely big here when you got the uh, you got the Bogue bomb starting off early here. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a Friday afternoon. I, I can't even contain myself with tomorrow, and with what the Phillies have done to me, I'm just ready for the damn Union to play. Just play right now. I'm kidding. I'm obviously kidding. Um, real quick, I wanted to give a big before we get into more stuff here. I wanted to give a big shout out to our club, the Philadelphia Union. I think one of the best things about this club, they always will remember where they came from. If you even look five years ago, right? Let's look back at 2017 for the union. 
Good year for Philly sports, obviously. The popularity of this club was pretty low. Honestly, it was pretty low. And the one thing that the uni tried to strive and emphasize was connecting with the fans, listening to the fans, and try to do right by the fans. They have always done that. I've been a part of, I believe, two fan coalitions with the union with in which they invited us, a couple fans, to come in and kind of explain to them or just talk to them and just tell them what kind of what we want from the club and what kind of what we expect. And so this past weekend, obviously, uh, the union dropped their watch parties throughout the city. You know, Braha Schmitz and uh, Xfinity Live, Yards, a couple out in the suburbs as well. And it was all uninspiring because, you know, they're going to play one TV and you're going to get that one jerk off at the bar. Yo, Tom, why are you playing damn soccer, dude? We got game six of the fills. Put on damn baseball. And no one wants to go through that as a union fan. I'm literally telling my girl, my girl's like, let's find a spot to watch. No, babe, babe, babe. I need to relax. I need to go to a place where I know they're going to play the game because I don't need to fight with anyone. It's the MLS Cup, right? You guys know what it's like for the Super Bowl. It's the same shit, okay? So to me, that was an that was uninspiring. And for a lot of fans, it was the same thing. So for the union uh, front office to look and to read and to actually reciprocate to what union fans were telling them, hold on. That deserves a big round of applause because you know, in that instance, for our other Philly sports teams, they would have they would have cared. They would have not cared. And of course, you saw the clips here today. They took 180 employees with them to Los Angeles. Again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that is what a world-class club does. They give back. They listen and they understand. And that's why we love the Philadelphia Union, and that's why. They're at where they're at. It's, it's, it's emotional intelligence. As uh, Jeff Lurie once said when he was looking for one Doug Peterson to be the coach of your Philadelphia Eagles. So good, good job by that. So what we got, we got an actual live watch party at Subaru Park. So head on over tomorrow. If you haven't gotten your ticket, they are for free. I'm still sure they're available for downloading. Head on over to PhiladelphiaUnion.com. Get yourself them free tickets. Go sit at Subaru Park. Cheer on the boys in blue while they're in Los Angeles. You got that big, humongous screen at Subaru Park. Great spot to watch the game. I do think that there will be some concessions open, if I'm not mistaken, or BYO. I'll have to get the double the 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 uh, the double check on that one. But I think that's a great idea. And kudos to the union for listening to the fans for what they actually wanted. So you got a watch party, Philly. You got an actual watch party at the stadium. That's freaking awesome. I think the Flyers, if I'm not mistaken, the Flyers also did that too, no? In 2010? When we had uh the, we had our cup run, I believe during the E conference finals and the only cup, I think we did have watch parties at, at Wells Fargo Center. So good good job by the union. Good job by the union. But I want to move forward here, guys, and I want to kind of talk about um something that's really been bothering me. Look, this Saturday is special to me, and it'll be the first time ever that I'll be able to get to joy because my team is actually in it. Uh, I remember the 2018 MLS Cup final. And I remember watching Atlanta United in it. And I remember thinking to myself, this is awesome. Atlanta beat Portland. But I think what more importantly, it was a W for the league because of the crowd that you saw in Atlanta. And it made me feel proud of being an American soccer fan because I knew that that could happen in New York. Maybe not New York, at least not with these ownership groups that are in New York right now. It could happen in Philly. 
It can happen in Portland. It can happen in LA. It can happen in Miami. It can happen anywhere here in the country. And that to me was special. But this one obviously special because my club is in it. But despite the union being in it, I do have some major gripes with it. To me, what's, there's something that's coming question this week. And that is the legitimacy of the MLS Cup. Not the league, but the, the final, the championship. I, I, I know that there will always be that argument with, within the soccer community in America of how we should run our league. Should it be more of a traditional soccer route? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you play what well, uh, play each team twice. You have a point system. Um, you know, the the team that finishes in first place wins a championship. You have your domestic cups as well, right? Like that's a traditional soccer route. No conferences, just a league table, and first place wins a championship. And then you obviously have the people who do like what we have right now. And I would be one of those people. I don't mind the American blueprint of how our league is constructed. I think it's something different. Like if I really wanted to watch a league table and I wanted to watch 40 games of a regular season to watch the first place team to hoist the cup, I could watch La Liga Colombiana. I can watch Liga Mekis. I can watch Premier League. I don't, I don't need that for my league here. And oh, by the way, I think the one thing that we always forget. Oh, and by the and also to the traditional soccer point, promotion relegation. A lot of people do want to see that as well. I had to throw that in there, but let's move forward. Um, I do like the American system, and also what people need to remember: the difficulties with the MLS isn't just appeasing to soccer fans worldwide, but it's also appeasing to American sports fans here in their backyard. Because you know, trying to explain promotion relegation is is difficult as it is trying to explain to American sports fans. Trying to explain. U.S. Open Cup, Supporter Shield, DP, TAM, GAM. That's all confusing to American sports fans. So by having an American sports structure within the league, I, I do think that that is beneficial, guys. I really do think that's beneficial. But with that being said, with the American model being said, a couple of gripes I have here. Number one, I'm sure we all saw the report. I'm going I'm to pull it up here, guys. Um. One second. And if you're listening to the pod, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you guys subscribe. Okay. So uh, this is from LA Weekly. So fans attending MLS Cup final between LAFC and Philadelphia on Saturday will not have parking access due to neighboring USC football's game. Mm-mm-mm. So from my understanding, and I never knew this, but from my understanding, LAFC is within the same parameters. I'm sorry, Bank of California Stadium is in with the same parameters of the LA Coliseum. And so they do share same parking. <laughs> now, look, if anyone follows me and follows this, this, this content knows I hate college football. Don't like it. I, I To me, it's something it's like, you know, I probably shouldn't say hate because I love football. But like, it's like, you know, when you're a kid, you had your Power Rangers stage, right? You loved Power Rangers. It was your whole life. Nothing was more important than Power Rangers. But you grew up out of it, right? That's how I view college football. I loved college football. I loved it. I remember waking up every morning, watching college game day, watching all this college football. I would hate when my dad had off on Saturday nights because I meant family time, and that meant no college football, and I had a lot of arguments with my dad. That's how real of a college football I was. I would fight with my dad because I wanted to watch Saturday night Penn State versus Michigan. You know what I mean? That's how much I loved it. But I grew up. I grew out of it. I don't care much for it. I don't think the product is good. 
If the Eagles suck ever again, I'll watch because I need to watch the prospects that are going to my team, but I don't care for it. So I'm a little bit biased. But it fucking pisses me off that we have to make ourselves look like a joke again, a second fiddle again for the MLS fucking cup. This is the goddamn championship. And we we don't have parking because of, of, of a fucking regular season game for USC? As someone like myself, I can't understand that. It's a fucking regular season game. I can't fathom that. We're talking the MLS Cup. And you got all these fans who have to travel from L.A. College, or I'm sorry, Dodger Stadium, take a shuttle all the way there? Are you kidding me? To me, that that absolutely drew me. And I'm not even going to the match. And that drew me up a fucking wall. Because, again, we're playing second fiddle to another sport in our league. The biggest sport in the world. And we're playing second fiddle to college football. Try explaining that to a to a Brit, to to a Brazilian, to a Senegalese. You try explaining that to them. You get laughed at. It's bad as that, it's bad as it is. You watch this year, Charlotte FC versus Philadelphia in Charlotte. We got the goddamn fifty yard line in the goddamn state. I understand hurricane. I understand the hurricane. I get that. But come on, guys, it's a terrible look. 2020, you had Nashville with, with, with the 50-yard line against Miami. It's a terrible look, guys. We want to get respected. This is not helping our cause. This is absolutely not helping our cause. And it does not help that uh, I, I don't care for I don't care for college football. It, it really does not, guys. It really does not. So, I mean, with that being said, another point that I don't like, I don't like that this game's being played on Saturday as well. Like, I think this, this is this is the MLS Cup. Let's put this on a Sunday. It's it's the Lord's day. It's the almighty day. It's the final day of the week. So put the MLS Cup in that point. And another point, too, you know what could you know what, what you, you could avoid the situation by? You know how you can do that? Is by having a neutral site that emphasizes the MLS Cup. I completely understand that we have we we used to have a neutral site. I completely understand that. That was a different MLS. That MLS was not as popular as this current iteration of the league. So to me, put the damn game on a neutral site. We still start growing to it. Do you think Super Bowl one had 80,000 fans like they do now? I'd have to look at last year's Super Bowl between the Rams and the Bengals, but I'm sure it's like 70, 80,000. You think Super Bowl one did that? No. You, no. What the halftime show was? It was a freaking drum line. They had some dude in a jet pack flying all the way down to the LA Coliseum for the Packers and the Chiefs. You got to start somewhere. And it's clear that the popularity of this league keeps growing. So just put it in a neutral site. Put it in Miami. Put it in Tampa. Put it in Jacksonville. Put it in Dallas. Put it in Minnesota. Put it in the indoor stadium. Put it in California. You know, in a stadium that actually will appease to the to the fucking game. Not USC fucking football. You got Arizona. You got plenty of places that you can play this. Heck, play this in, in freaking Mexico. Play this in, 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 in England. I'm sorry. I, we can't get there yet. But you guys get the picture. It needs to be on a neutral site. And to me, that 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 needs that needs to change. And, you know, just follow the Super Bowl model. That's really what it was. Just follow the Super Bowl model. You know, obviously, listen, the Super Bowl has worked well. It's a literal freaking, uh, it's a holiday. You know, every year, everyone is trying to gather around a Super Bowl party, trying to create one. And, you know, it's it's freaking time, man. It's freaking time. And with that being said, we got to watch this, guys. Even be looked at for the upcoming. And one second. First off, 
how exciting is it to be in Philly right now? The Phillies are in the World Series. The Eagles are question. First off, how exciting is it to be in Philly right now? The Phillies are in the World Series. The Eagles are undefeated, and you guys are playing for the MLS Cup. Has it sunk in? And secondly, how does a game like this help you to even be looked at for the upcoming World Cup? Thank you and congratulations. Yeah, just playing against a Philadelphia team, you're saying? The excitement right now in Philadelphia, you know, yeah. you got the Phillies in the World Series, the Eagles are undefeated, and you guys are are playing for the championship as, as well. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't play for Philly. Yeah, but it's exciting for this. Yeah, exciting for are you kidding me are you kidding me dude this was yesterday during media day of the mls cup how do you show up to a press conference and not understand who you're interviewing did you do any homework now i didn't recognize that voice it does sound like he's a little bit from the philly market he may be a, a, a media member here from philly i did hear jonathan tannewald in there I don't know who he is, but that is a joke. Like, I, I am curious. So, like, if he wants to do another MLS press conference, is he allowed? Like, or let's say like LAFC, if he wants to do another LAFC press conference, how do you let him back in? I want to ask the people in the Philadelphia front, uh, front office, would they allow him to back in in the union press conference? That's a joke. It makes us look so bad, too, man. You got reporters out here don't even know what Team Kalen Acosta plays for. And here's the worst part about it. All you had to do was look down and see that his name had the LAFC crest right next to it. Kalen Acosta, LAFC. That's crazy to me. That is absolutely crazy to me. Now, you know, this guy is now part of a meme. Obviously, I took away the meme on Twitter, and it's been I've been running with that, honestly. It's, been, it's, it's great. It's great. But, dude, how does that happen? Like, honestly, how do you allow that to happen? I, I don't know. I don't know. But that was absolutely hilarious. All right. Well, you know, and of course, last but not least, Jim mentions the fact that the MLS by 2026 will be the best league in the world. I don't think that it's too outlandish, but I don't think that they'll be the best league in the world by 2026. That's literally four years down the line. I mean, we haven't even cracked the top 10. We're We're literally right there. But I don't think we've cracked the top 10. Do you guys think we've cracked the top 10? Because I don't. So it is interesting. It is, it is interesting where we're at with the state of the league. Of course, you know, Don Garber had a state of the, the league um, this week as well. Um, shouts to San Diego. Looks like they might get the expansion team. Vegas looks like they may have fallen out, but we'll see what happens. But let's get into this matchup, guys. You know, it's it's a fun one. It's Union versus LAFC. We all expected this matchup to kind of happen. Going throughout the regular season, these two are battling for supporter shield. And this is the first time we have two number one seats in 2003 when San Jose met up with Chicago. And listen, this, this is going to be a fun matchup. And this matchup is going to be one of those matchups that answers the age-old question in sports. Does defense really win championships? I feel like that narrative is kind of done in the NFL. It used to be a big thing, especially when I was growing up, but not anymore. And obviously here in this match, you have a very dominant defensive side in Philly and a very dominant LAFC side in the attack. And, I, and I, when I look at both these sides, like obviously two really good seasons and obviously been really successful over the past couple of years. I think I saw somewhere since 2019, they, these two teams have racked up the most points in the MLS. I think what really makes them successful, though, for both sides, 
they kind of embody what their cities are. And they build the team and they build the philosophy around that mentality. So obviously LASC, what do you think of LA? You think of glitz, you think of glamour, you think of Hollywood, sparkling lights, um, elegance, right? You got Carlos Vela, Chico Arango, um, uh, Dennis Boanga, Sifu, Sifuentes. You know, you got a bunch of players that, you know, just bring out glitz and glamour. You have Giorgio Caellini, legendary Juve center back. So that's what you think of. And the way they play, it's, it's like a it's like a heavy possession-based uh, style, very fluid, very open. It's a free-flowing type of attack. You know, I, when I watch them play, it reminds me of like of a, like a La Liga squad or like a uh, Zagreb. Uh, what's his name? The, the former Sassuolo manager, Zagreb. Not not so much like Saudi Ball. Saudi Ball will be hard to emulate, man. The way those precise passes used to flow with the Napoli squad, it was it was beautiful to watch. But that's what LSU kind of reminds you of, like that free flow, heavy possession type of soccer, very La Liga ish type of style. And of course, Philadelphia. When you think of Philly, you think of blue collar. You think of hard working. You know, you, you, you know, as Kevin Kincaid would say, lunch pail, and, 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 and you head off to work with your hard hat. And by the way. I'm going to do a shameless plug. Make sure you guys check out um, uh, El Parcelo Flicon. This week we had Kevin Kincaid on, um, and we interviewed. We got in from Mr. Kevin Kincaid. So make sure you guys check that out. It's on the YouTube channel right now. But um, And, of course, when you when you look at the team, obviously it starts with their back. It starts with the back. It starts with Andre Blake and goal. It starts with the back line and just the philosophy. If you don't got the ball, go get the damn ball and move at 100 miles per hour and play physical. They are very physical. And I think that's what really is going to make this matchup so intriguing. And I think that when you're looking at these clubs in the MLS who are trying to emulate Philly and emulate LA, it's very simple. You create an identity and you build a team with that identity in mind. And I think and I think that's what LA and Philly have done. And that's why they are at the point that they're at. Now, the last time we faced off against LAFC, May 7, 2022, in Los Angeles, it was a 2-2 draw. Now, it was a very interesting match. We did not have Ure. That's going to be a difference here in this matchup on Saturday. Um, you had two goals by LAFC off of uncharacteristic um, mistakes by Andre Blake. You know, the first one, uh, Sifuentes had a nice shot on it, but Andre Blake guessed wrong on that. That's, that's not typical of Andre Blake. Of course, on the second one was on a corner kick that kind of just snuck by him. And, and that those are uncharacteristic plays by Andre Blake but obviously look Andre Blake's made a lot of huge saves throughout these playoffs and I would expect that to continue on Saturday night as well and that's that's been the that's been the key factor here in this one obviously the beautiful Julian Carranza goal with that curler and we'll see what he can give us here today Daniel Gazek also added a goal in that match too it was a great cross that found Daniel Gazek at the far post he was able to tap 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 that in and obviously, both these sides, you know, they 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 won handedly. It was a little bit more difficult for Philly. You know, when I look at the uh, the their their run to the MLS Cup, you know, I feel like LAFC had maybe the tougher of the opponents. I uh, may possibly pitched by a tad. I only say that because when I look at Cincinnati, very impressive first year under Pat Noonan, but I still think they got work to do. And when I look at NYCFC, you know credit to them they, they made a great run into the MLS Cup but I still think that 
you know, they were banged up. They were pretty banged up, and we got pretty lucky in that one as well. But, you know, even so, you went down, and you were able to reel off three straight goals. Um, they were three beautiful goals as well, and they showed why they're going to the MLS Cup in that fa- in that fashion. And so when I when I look at this matchup here tomorrow, when I think of MLS Cups, it's always it feels like it's always like a conservative style play. Like their teams are always trying to play it safe, and then when the perfect moment hits, you just hit them right when they're at the bottom. And I'm curious to see how both these teams kind of handle it. Now Philly so far in the playoffs, just like last year, having you know started off slow in, in matches. You know, last week they didn't get goal scoring until the what seventy fourth minute, and so it's going to be tough against this team though. And this as LAFC attack, they're going to have their work cut out for them. They may have put up four against Austin, was it three against the Galaxy, but this is Philly. And this is going to be a different matchup. These guys are physical. These guys know how to run as well. They got great pace too. And it's going to be really tough for them to to, to slow down. Um, it's going to be really tough for LAFC to get past the Philadelphia Union. Another key factor here is Alejandro Bedoya. Keep an eye out for that. Um, obviously, you know he's been battling his injury, and we saw him last week. And you know I'm not going to lie to you guys. That, that was pretty brutal to watch. And I know we all are optimistic, and I know we love Alejandro Bedoya. Listen, no one loves Alejandro Bedoya as much as I do. Okay, I'm, I don't want to think about the end of Alejandro Bedoya with the Union, but we have to also be real. I don't see how Ali Ali starts in this match. You know, Ali gave you 15, 20 minutes of hard running, and then his legs couldn't keep up, and that's what happens at that age. I think you're best suited starting Jack McGlynn um, Saturday tomorrow night. You need a healthy squad. You know, you can't have Ali jogging and, and, and just hurting, grabbing onto his legs like he did last week because you're, you're going to get burnt by this team. It's just too good, man. So we'll see what happens. You know, Ali's making every push, but I just don't see how he starts on, on tomorrow. Um, the, I think the midfield battle, again, is going to be huge. You know, when you look at LAFC, their main three, they run a 4 3 3, right? And that's what we talked about that heavy possession. You know, a lot of their, you know, their midfield, the big, the three that they usually run in the, in the midfield is Acosta, Ile uh, Sanchez, and, and Cifuentes. And those guys got speed. Um, and they got great cre- creativity uh, creativity as well. And they run a lot, especially Costa and Cifuentes. Holy crap. Two best friends. And, of course, it's going to be up to our midfield to kind of neutralize that. And, of course, El Brujo Martinez, we'll see what he's been having in fantastic playoffs, being stout, especially as a six. He's going to be relied upon a lot. Communication is going to be really important here on Saturday, guys. It's going to be really important. I, I saw an LAFC fan on Twitter. Um boasting over Palacios, and he actually went as far to say is that he's better than Kai Wagner. And because of Jim's system, that's what makes Kai Wagner good. But Palacios is better. Come on, dude. Come on, man. Jim requires a lot of work on his fullbacks. Like, to think that, what, the, 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 the system? Dude, the system requires these fullbacks to run up and down the pitch like a thousand times a match. That's hard. If anything, it, the system is not beneficial to the fullbacks. There's so much responsibility on them. Livian Paizo is a damn fine fullback. He struggled with the defense, and that's why he was in, in danger of miss, uh, not being the, every match starter. I can't wait to watch that matchup. 
I cannot wait to watch what we'll see Palacios if he can stand up. Um, you know, another thing too is Chicar just of the attack and to set pieces as well. That's going to be big too. But the attack, Arango and uh, Boang. Boang has been a great addition for LAFC. They got rid of Brian Rodriguez and they they replaced him with Boang, and that was a great pickup for him. He's been really big, strong, fast, physical uh, winger. Um, they love their wingers to kind of cut in. I um, mean, Chico Rango, listen, um, what do you play for Tolima? Uh, he, he's he's a guy. First off, he's he's pretty strong, believe it or not. And he's got so much pace. He's very he's very very uh, pesky. He's very very pesky, man. Um, but this, those set pieces something to keep an eye out for. Two goals off set pieces last week. I think they got a goal against the Galaxy as well. And it's just kind of hard to kind of keep up with them. And when you got uh, Giorgio Kalini, who's very dangerous on corner kicks, it's something to keep an eye out for. The Union are pretty stout and pretty responsible on, on set pieces, but they're going to have to make sure that they remain like that um, tomorrow afternoon as well. All right, let's go backstage, guys. Let's start bringing some of you guys in here. And a reminder that the link is in the comment section. I'm going to put it back in there if you guys want to come on in and discuss tomorrow's matchup. Let's start off with our man, Ian. Welcome to MLS Cup Final Preview. What's happening, man? I'm doing pretty good. You caught me off guard with San Diego possibly getting the team. But I don't think they're going to lean towards another California team. It might go back to the Vegas or maybe to a Phoenix route. I think they're going to try to. Because all the teams are doing that locale exit you're seeing, especially up north. Look, I, I I love San Diego as a city, and you know, obviously, it was a solid sports town. We saw it in the NLDS or NLCS. I'm sorry, but yeah, I have friends down San Diego. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a great town. It's great to hang out. But I I do feel like to me, there's three markets that the MLS I feel like they need to go attack. That is Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Detroit. Vegas, you know the glitz and the glamour of the light, bright lights. But when it comes to Phoenix and, and, and Detroit, I think the MLS needs to focus on failing American markets. Arizona and Detroit are two, let's be honest, failing American markets. And when you bring winning, it brings them up. When I went to Arizona, dude, there were so many different cultures there. And you know when Mexico plays in, in, in State Farm Arena, dude, they sell that out more than what the Eagles did couple weeks ago so you got to be able to attract those failing american sports markets because there is untapped look what atlanta did dude yeah atlanta, it's there it's there man absolutely it's there and when you're hitting on the super bowl it was like so far is like a hundred thousand it was like a hundred yeah, 110 and when you're hitting with ucla you see the rose bowl holds ninety thousand like ninety to ninety five thousand I think it's a rivalry week, either with UCLA or someone. Oh, really? Big, okay. Big this week. I think they're having a rivalry week. I got to look at that schedule because I can be completely wrong. But if it right is now. like UCLA and USC's and they're both doing good, they are both doing good this year, you know that's going to bring in a crap ton of people. And plus, the Rose Bowl has an advantage <laughs> compared oh, to LAFC. And that's more seats, and they can get more money out of it. Okay. All right. So, that consequence of it. It's all so, about the money. So it looks like USC right now is number one. They're ranked number nine in the nation. Um, and they are playing against uh, Cal tomorrow. Yeah, so that's, that's the, they're seven and one. I, I mean, it, it's for me, it's just tough because I'm just, I'm just a natural college football hater. Um, but like, I, it's the MLS Cup. And again, it just makes us look bad because again, we're the second fiddle. 
and that and that just kind of sucks, man. Yeah, it's always going to be the tricky part. Is we always play on Saturdays. Will it, it will eventually gain out, but I don't know when. Because when we were talking, when you were talking about well, where were all these state like who hosted like obviously, there's stadiums that will be interesting, and ones that aren't. Atlanta Stadium, even though I'm putting it on a no. I want to put the note because how bad the turf field is. I don't know about North Carolina and some of these other stadiums. It's like, oh, now I gotta go quickly make a book trip there all of a sudden. I'm like, eh, it's plus times right now are gonna get tight. So people are gonna say, oh, it's just easier just to do it this way, just have it at one spot and they don't have to go out and spend money. So it's just easier for them. To just have put say okay, best team gets to host the home game for the MLS Cup because they're just seeing it as a financial cost saver. Yeah, I get you, man. I, I, it's I think you got to start somewhere. Um, and I, I think what the NFL do does is, is fantastic. I mean, the way they've built up the Super Bowl to where it's like every one every year, even if your team is not in it, it's 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 you, you make the emphasis of trying to watch that game, and even, whether it be for the commercials or not, whatever it may be, the food or whatever it is. Uh, that's what the MLS needs to try to, to emulate. You know, it's, we already have this American sports blueprint of how our league is structured. So, you know, go ahead and, and get this, get your uh, Super Bowl of the MLS here. So let's let's just get that done, man. But how do you feel about tomorrow, man? What do you, what do you think with this matchup? You kind of hit. It's two different philosophies. But defense, I do, do, do believe that still does play a key part. They don't have to stop everything like Super Bowl 52. You just need one, one or two good stops to shut down that opposing offense, and that gets you, and that could just turn the whole momentum in your favor. And right now, let's look at the Phillies. The Phillies' offense is not there, unfortunately. Like they got to pick that up tomorrow as well. Oh boy, yeah. Really hated that, man. I was just trying to enjoy the union tomorrow. Like, that's all I was trying to do. Man. I know, but I'm just saying, like, defense still plays a huge factor in championship games. And it's going to be interesting when you well, – no, this is not Jim's first time in the finals. But I think this is the first time for their head coach for LAFC in any kind of finals. Toronto, yep, it, yep, it is. Um, obviously, you know, been that here created... With the U.S. Open, like, finals three times. Okay. That – so that gives them some experience to deal with finals pressure. Mm-hmm. That could be a big. That could be the deciding factor. You got a final score prediction? I'm st- I'm gonna say maybe three one. Three one. Okay. Yeah, three one. As lo- as long as we do not go into PKs, please no PKs. <laughs> no, because I'm a play as an athlete who play the game. I. And a fan, I just hate the PKs because all I'm doing is like you're doing is just praying, praying, praying. You're praying that you make the shot, and you're praying that the opposing team misses the shot. <laughs> like you have no control, and even if you're taking the shot, the whole weight of the world feels like upon you. I'm like, oh god, it's like unnecessary. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you can find Ian tomorrow at Xfinity Live. So make sure you guys, it's a great option to make sure you check it out. Ian, enjoy tomorrow, man. Hopefully we there, talk there about an MLS Cup win. Yeah, you had to Xfinity or what? 
I'm not sure yet. I'm I'm up in the I'm a game time decision. I'm like Alejandro Bedoya right now. I'm a game time decision on what I'm doing. <laughs> so we'll see. All right. Appreciate you, Ian. Thank you so much, brother. Oh man, what is my score prediction? That's um, it's funny you asked that SNC squad because that's where I'm going to get to next. Um, look, this is going to be a great matchup. And listen, both these teams have never been in the MLS Cup final. But like what Ian said, the Union do have a little bit. Um, and more so like Ali and Andre have the, that U.S. Open Cup experience. Obviously, both of these teams have been have had successful uh, CONCAP Champions League run. That's something we need to talk about. LAFC had the final appearance against Club America. Obviously, uh, last year we lost to Club America in the semifinals of Champions League. And so that's a very important experience as well. And it just comes down to, again, what we talked about, you know, even after the Cincinnati match, you know, you get a goal. It was one goal. That's all you needed from Leon Flock. Like you never would have anticipated Leon Flock to get a goal in that match. Right. So it's going to come down to an unsung hero on either side. That's kind of what the playoffs are about, especially in this championship mode. I'm not really worried about playing in Bank of California Stadium. This this team's got, you know, ice in their veins, man. Ice in their straight up veins, bro. So that to me is not too worrisome. Um, It's tough for me to make a prediction here. Because again, I, I I think that the Eagle went tomorrow. I know, I know, I know, I know. I hate, I really do hate being that guy. Uh, I do think that right now with LAFC, that is a squad that is just filthy, and they got some serious depth. And I think that they are just going to edge us out. I do think it'll be at time. I don't think it'll be PK to Ian's point. Um, so I got the union losing two to one extras guys. I know, man, I know guys. I know I hate being that guy, but that's just kind of how I see it. So, um, all right, we're about to close out, but I'm right now. I'm going to rain now in here right now. We want your final score prediction. What is the final score for tomorrow? Five, one, five to one. Who's winning? Philadelphia union. Hey, let me get a good dupe, brother. Let me get a good dupe, man. Let me tell you something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big Ed left Barca. Yes, he retired. I saw that. I saw that, man. He's not retired. He wants to be the owner for Barca. Oh, wow. Now Sergio Busquets is the only one left from those great teams, man. Should be interesting, man. Now get the foods not playing. I don't care about the foods no more. (laughs) I understand right now. I understand. Right now, you enjoy tomorrow night. We're going to close out. All right, brother? Let's go, Union. Let's go, man. Appreciate right now. Give us a score for you. 5-1 Union, he's got. All right, I like that. I like that. All right, guys, we're going to shut it down here. Thank you so much for everyone tuning on into Union Match Preview, the MLS Cup Preview. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys hit the like button. Subscribe for more Philly sports. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us wherever you stream podcasts. We're available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Find us under OE and Philly Sports. Reminder, we're also sponsored by Lots Rain Watch. Make you guys got Lots Rain. Make sure you guys use the promo code BARCELOPHILLY for 10% off your purchase of Lots Rain Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Barcelo Philly, and I'm telling you guys to do bong. Bring home the cup! Bring